Guys, have you gotten your Trump bucks? Uh, yeah, I have, Greg. Fuck. <laughs> uh, no. I'm using mine to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it then. So, Brian, I take it then that you have a uh, direct deposit set up with the IRS. Uh, Greg, you would think that, but it's actually, I'm one of the few remaining members of the Trump stakes, uh, club <laughs> and <laughs> that's how you actually get it first. No, I have direct deposit with the IRS and I filed like as early as you could this year, like right when I got my things. Well, you should, you don't back, have so. to have even filed yet this year to get it. Like they've delayed the filing and pay date to July 15th mm-hmm. and you don't have to have filed. Um, I know you have to have filed I, I in 2018, lo- but. No, I've heard a lot of stories about how the checks are going out and why some people haven't got them. And I don't know if this is true in any way, but I did hear that people who filed early got their checks first for some reason, like just something to do with how the like database was working. I mean, that, that I don't know that if that's makes, actually true. But well, but it's but no one's actually got a paper check yet, right? It's all oh god, no direct deposit. No, direct right, deposit. No. See, that's the thing. Well, do, well, so okay, so Brian, this. I don't like what is going on that you have this like hoity toity uh, direct deposit with the IRS that you like what let me guess you like pay to file electronically with your H&R block software or whatever or do you like go to a, <laughs> a place and have a tax preparer do your taxes or something like a rich person would do. Uh, Greg, I do what's called going online. I get my 1040 easy form <laughs> and I submit it via uh, the software that usually somebody steals for me that everybody else uses. Okay. <laughs> Quicken. Well, um, yeah. Uh, the reason why I got my check first is because I voted for Trump. So okay. that, yeah, that's, well, that's how you get it first. Well, uh, I just, I've, all, I've known for a long time that I'm not going to see mine for eons because. I don't I'm I am like a, a the real America working class America. <laughs> I don't have some fancy direct deposit. I've never filed electronically. I uh uh after my dad has done his taxes um and he he so he will buy um cuz he's an old accountant. He will buy uh like one H&R block or whatever it is software. And mm-hmm. and for like fifteen dollars or something, and then everyone in the family does their taxes on that one software license, which you can do by, and then you don't pay to file e file it through them. You you do it's like when he does it, then he prints out you you just hit print on everything, and so then that mm-hmm. prints out your your form, having gone through it all. Then you just delete it all, and the next person gets the software, and yep. Yep. and then. I, yeah, print it out. And then, again, like a real American, I f- sign it uh, in it with a pen. I fold it up. I put it in an envelope, which I ad- address with a return address. I then do not put a stamp on it. And I just say, scrawl IRS Fresno, California on it and put it in the mail. And I've done that for 20 years. And uh, so, yeah, I'm not getting my check for a while. <laughs> Greg, that sounds really complicated. When can we expect video taxes to release? <laughs> Your tattoos are so deep. They really make me think. But, uh, yeah, cool. Great. Great news, everybody.
got your 1200 Hell yeah. I'm living large, guys. Um, I hope this quarantine goes on forever because I am flush. Uh, <laughs> well, didn't, yeah, didn't Steve Mnuchin say that was going to last families for like 10 weeks? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he does the cost of a banana. So uh, right, that's over $100 yeah. a week. Mm-hmm. What more do you need, right? <laughs> yeah, what more indeed. I'm actually living proof that that math is uh, totally reasonable. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love. We're back in quarantine. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah, living large, uh, like Brian on the Trump bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Greg is, I think, ultimately just waiting to get the check because he wants to see President Trump's signature on that check. Oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to deposit it. I'm going to actually, you know what? I never, again, much like uh, I never file electronically uh, and, you know, I refuse to address my tax return to the IRS properly. I also um, never use, um, uh, you know, photographic uh, phone app deposit where you take the picture of the check. Um, Never done that. I go to an ATM and I put it in. In this case, however... I may keep that so I can frame it. Yeah, with Trump's signature on. Oh that. yeah. Well, it comes with a certificate of authenticity, so you know that could be worth something. Someday. Dude, if it is not, if it does not like include like gold leaf, um, if they don't fully, re- I mean, take your time, Treasury Department, Trump, Mnuchin, take your time redesigning. You're gonna, ha- you have to print all new checks with his signature anyway, right? Go ahead. These aren't mm-hmm. regular. This isn't a regular tax return check. Yeah, it's a it's a treasury check, but you you can design this from the ground up. Let's get like a watermark of Trump's like um, jowls in there. You know, like Ooh. let's see like a hologram and some gold leaf. If there aren't like if the whole thing should actually just be like uh, infinite regression, like a watermark that's like a a gold leaf uh, infinite regression of like gold leaf columns. <laughs> like I, I kinda like the idea of maybe the watermark just being like the Ben Garrison depiction of Trump, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, like oh, ripped in shirt or something. Yeah, can I actually yeah. get my twelve hundred bucks in the form of a Trump uh commemorative coin? A national a US mint um <laughs> commemorative gold coin yeah. worth oh, yeah. uh twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, damn, man. Things are going good out there, guys. I don't know if you guys saw it, too. Uh, USA, number one again. You know, the last time that we had uh, released some episodes, we, you know, we, we had speculated that maybe by the time we released, we would show up those uh, filthy Italians uh, in coronavirus-related deaths. And proud to report, we're now double their death rate. So oh, USA, yeah. one. USA. Proud to be an American USA. again. USA. 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 Yeah, so I'm just glad that, you know, Colin, that your motorcycle club got to see this, <laughs> got yeah. to live to see this. And, it's uh, been fantastic. <laughs> we've, been, we've been living free and dying hard <laughs> the last couple of weeks <laughs> so we can get past this finish line. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, things aren't going that well for me, as I said, because I have not got my Trump bucks and I do not expect the I, I expected to see that about in time for my fucking birthday. Um, and 
moment. But I did manage finally, finally, Washington State um, unemployment uh, last night opened up the new programs to be able to file for for the uh, COVID like extension program for additional um, weeks, you know, and for the uh, the provision for you know gig workers for freelancers, uh, ten ninety nine workers. So um hopefully but the thing it's all very nebulous um it's they've taken like you know three weeks or more to like figure all this out and so i spent like hours last night and this morning just like button mashing i i read i did every single step of the many many steps of the many applications i filled out online because each program is like its own thing like four times because it kept, of course the site kept crashing and I would like to try to save, but like to save, <laughs> it's like you click a button that takes you to another page that is then like gets you back. So it was like, anyway, and then it made you fill it out twice. Cause you have to fill out like for basic unemployment, which I already had an open claim mm-hmm. that just wasn't paying any money because yep. I used to have an, I used to get, I used to collect unemployment like all the time for years because I work in a freelance business and it's sort of, it's heavily subsidized by the unemployment system because you get laid off constantly. You get laid, I get, you know, back when I was working a ton, uh, like in LA, I would, I would get laid off all the time and, you know, I have half a week or a week, you know, of unemployment. And then, um, but, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, a lot of my work has shifted to 1099 work from, even, you know, these short jobs I would do would still be paid as an employee. But that has shifted mm-hmm. as the amount of work has declined overall. The higher percentage of it has gone to this 1099 bullshit where they're trying to fuck you. And sometimes they're like, oh, you know, we're paying a little bit better rate, you know, a little extra 15, 20% because that covers, you know, the taxes that you're paying on that extra. And I'm like, no, no, motherfucker. The ta- fuck the taxes. It's the thousands of dollars on unemployment. So a year ago, it's been a year that I haven't collected any unemployment because my hours relevant to unemployment you have to make 680 hours in the base year that they're looking at depending on when you're filing but that Mm -hmm. has to be you know at like on a time card like with you know uh you know as an employee and all the other work i do doesn't count and so Anyway, I had to fill that one out, then go back and do the extension one, which was that wasn't so onerous. Then go and do the the new freelancer thing, which just made you do the whole original application where you put in all of your employee work over again. This is at a time when like because <laughs> it kind of makes sense because they're using when you're doing this, they're then at the end of it, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, now what about your non-employee work? Tell us about that. Tell us your earnings and then show documentation. You know, earnings per quarter, which I'm like, I don't track my fucking earnings quarter quarterly. I don't make enough money to have to do that. The IRS doesn't care, even though it's like, because I just get a few 10, I just get like 10, 1099s every year. So I uploaded my 1099s. I had to figure out, go back to my invoices and break it down quarterly. Um, <laughs> upload my 1099s. So it makes sense. They're like now by some, some calculation, they're going to use that income to you know, make in combination with your actual worked hours, your employee hours to qualify you for whatever level of, you know, unemployment. But like, they still made me go through the whole like entering in, which is the most onerous part. It's like entering in all your, again, if you just have like one job, it doesn't matter. But for me, like I have even just on the employee side, aside from the 1099s, the W2s, like I have like 13, 
different W-2s because mm-hmm. I'll work for the same payroll companies or the same employer of record like many times throughout the year, but it's still a ton of them. And so like, oh, you got to go through, find all these dates and shit. And like, so I do that twice at a time when people are like logging in, you know, the website's crashing because so many people are doing it. But it's like, no, just do this. Everyone do this whole step and like uh, hammer through our servers like twice to do all this. Anyway, fucking disaster. Still haven't heard. It's still very nebulous. It seems like I'm going to get a piddly amount because I barely qualify. Right. You know, and then you only get like mm-hmm. half credit for your 1099 work, which is bullshit. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to let uh, gig workers in. But it's just like. Um, a maximum of like half of what the state like um, maximum yeah, on a like Yeah, it said the seventy five percent your weekly pay. You guys are gonna get like forty percent your weekly pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, is the thinking there? Is that wh- why? Well, it's just well, uh, why? You why do you not have unemployment insurance <laughs> for ten ninety nine work? Why is there this massive loophole that is not? I mean. Why are people in this situation in the first place? You're not almost everyone who, I mean, a large number of people who are, and this is every single, again, a huge part of my work is 1099 stuff now, and it's all illegal. 100% of it is is not in accordance with the law because theoretically, most people should not be able to be paid that way. But, um, and there are actual provisions in the law that make clear, like, the circumstances when you can and when you can't and for me like for example you know it's for people with their own businesses who are their own boss who are doing a Mm -hmm. contract and there should be some provision some social safety net for those people theoretically too but you know if you really are running your own business that's profitable whatever um that's a different thing but for just freelance workers who get paid this way what it is is just fraudulent um but you can't do anything about it because all you can do is like claim it uh, or like start a fucking you know uh regulatory like you know uh labor and industries claim or something and like just never be hired again i guess like piss off people (laughs) because basically it's very clear it's actually it's not even like um like there are a lot there's a long list of standards that have to be met to that make you an employee not a contractor and like Mm -hmm. um one of those is for example being told where to be when (laughs) uh that's all that's it (laughs) it. if you're being told where where you work at and at what time and i literally literally for almost every day i work i literally get a document per day i mean a lot of people don't even get this literally i get a document in digital form in email with like this watermarked with the, all the companies and the clients literally with that's signed by like a producer that's like you have to report here at this time <laughs> it's like but then they're like oh no we're we're gonna this one's gonna be on 1099 because we're cheap you know so it's total bullshit but um and it's very unclear so it seems like once they like review my documents i probably will get this piddly amount of thing but it's unclear nowhere in any of my in any of this process did it say anything about the 600 bucks? So it's very unclear, the extra 600, right? So it's very unclear. Now it's like, okay, I qualified for unemployment theoretically, but because I came at it from this direction, does that mean I don't get the 600? I'm assuming that I do, but I I will, I will believe it when I fucking see it in my bank account. Well, I, um, so as a university instructor, 
uh, you can actually file for unemployment between quarters. So I filed one back in like mid-March and have yet to see any of it. But similarly, like, you know, if you if you're filing as a teacher, there's a special filing process, which means that you have to actually fill out the whole application three separate times. But uh, similarly, like I'm just not getting the six hundred dollars. So there is like a weird thing about like uh, the six hundred dollars is going to as narrow a population as, as possible. And, you know, I have a friend who just filed for unemployment. And of course, his shit crashed when he accidentally put in the you know one digit off in a social security number and tried to go back and edit it and just deleted everything. But uh, it doesn't seem like he might get it either. So it's because his company is going out of business for non-pandemic related business <laughs> reasons. So it's uh, it's a fucking disaster. I mean, you know, th- this is the world liberals want, but it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Oh, that is key. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you know, you have to claim that you're out of work because of the pandemic. And yeah, you're like normal mm-hmm. break in quarter because they are still, yeah, that wouldn't count. Yeah. So luckily, I can, I am prepared to be called before a judge and swear under oath <laughs> that, um, my, uh, that I am not working right now because of COVID. So. Well, my friend, and, and he's the funny thing about that is it's actually true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for you. It's no, my friend, he's fucked because he, uh, you know, he he wants to file, you know, and say that's because of the pandemic. But his company that he works for, the shop that he works for, apparently filed their own weird IRS filing saying that the reason they're going out of business is because of foreign competition. So, like, I got a notice from the IRS because I have a filing with that same company and uh, basically saying that, like, oh, you're available for these, like, uh, foreign competition credits or whatever, like, go back <laughs> to school. So I think because the company did that, I think my friend is, like, fucked and can't, you know, can't get the $600 by saying that his unemployment's pandemic related. Yeah. So, what I mean, what a do fucking is say stupid pandemic related and then play dumb if it ever comes up again. Just be like, oh, I thought we yeah. closed down because of the pandemic. Because whatever, if he, like, seriously, like, if he, like, if they shut down, if they shut down because of the order, like, and he couldn't mm-hmm. work anymore and was laid off because that's all he knows. He doesn't need to know about this shit. Like, they can claim whatever they want. Like, it'll probably never even come up. They'll probably never find it. If they ever do, what, I mean, you just say, no, they, they're lying. What they'd have, They have to, like, to take it back away from you to, like, they'd have to track it down, like, figure it out, go, like, wait a minute, go through a whole process. And then if you've got a reasonable, if you can stand, you know, before a judge and say, like, nah, I was there. We had to shut, there, the order came down from the governor and we didn't, and we were told not to come into work the next day. So what was I supposed to think, you know? Yeah, Worst case yeah. is they'd take the money away, but if it's if it's a if it's a genuine like reason to believe like that, like it's not criminal, it's not fraud, you know. So if yeah. in doubt, just say when you're filling this shit out, think it through. Don't don't be in a position to be um, caught and convicted of fraud in in of benefit fraud. But like generally speaking, the way to file for unemployment is to answer the question correctly. Answer what the, the system needs to hear, and then but yeah. think through, think through the logic of it to cover your ass. But answer the way the system needs to hear it. When it says, "What's this? Were you were the you laid off, or were you like fired for cause?" You say you were laid off. Honestly, even if you were yeah. fired for cause, then if they call that person, the HR department has to actually say, "Oh no, that person was fired for cause," and then you can say, "Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought I was just laid off." 
And then you, or you can say, oh, well, I wasn't fired for cause. What's the cause? And blah, 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 blah. Just keep, give you, you know, just give yourself some room. <laughs> know that a lot of times HR department might just go like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. He was laid off, whatever. Who knows? You might get lucky. Yeah, always make sure you got your bug out bag packed, you know, just in case this all backfires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have a bug out location in mind. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got the point is through the logic of it, but you know, just do whatever you can yeah. to answer the way that it just needs to be answered to get you the money. Yeah. And I mean the point is is that all this shit is like wildly and unnecessarily complicated to keep you from using oh, it in the first place. And it's a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. great. Oh, again. Exactly, we, exactly that. Yeah. Um, the early order with the unemployment stuff came down, um, waiving the need to do a job search. So generally when you're filing for unemployment, um, in, you know, the, uh, post like Clinton world, you, mm -hmm. um, have to be actively searching for work. That's the implication. You're only out of work because, oh, you were laid off, but you're desperate for more. So you have to... The requirement is at least three qualified job search activities. And this basically, for the most part, means like you contacted someone to ask them for a job and you have to like log this in your personal log. And if they're ever asked for it, you know, you have to provide it. And if you can't, you can be uh, have your benefits clawed back and never be, you know, and be uh, convicted of fraud, benefit fraud. Um, but it used to be in the Washington State site. It would always it would take you to this page. You're like, did you complete your three required job search activities? Yes. Next page, it would say it would be a page where you can enter those that log in, like who you talked to, what mm -hmm. date, what what position you applied for, what's their phone number or email, or however you contacted them. But you could also just skip. You could also just say next and skip it because really, <laughs> because really, you're supposed to keep a log on your own. And this is just an option for you. If you like read the fine print at the bottom, it's like you, you know, this is an option. You have to keep your log on your own. Now, still, the page is exactly the same. It still says you have to keep the log on your own if we ask for it, blah, blah, blah. And then it gives you this choice. And I've been skipping next on this shit for years. I hit next. And now a window pops up for the first time. Now that now in this time, the job search requirement has was always a stringent requirement. Now. As of a, like a month ago, not required to be searching for a job right now. It's optional um, because, you know, there's a stay at home order. Um, but now a window pops up is like, if you didn't, if you haven't searched for a job, you need to go back to the previous page and say no, in which case you probably won't get benefits. Um, nowhere <laughs> on here does it say, actually, this is optional in the process. And if you go actually read like the, the, employment security department like website on the thing that said in the press release that says it from Inslee. It's like, we want to stress that this is optional because obviously it has to be, it's ridiculous to mandate this during a thing, but we strongly still want people to be looking for work. You should still do this. You should still be looking for work, but technically it's optional. And then the option is to read something that says you have to do this or you're guilty of fraud or um, you won't get your benefits. Mm. And if you click no, you don't get benefits. And no, it doesn't let you pass it. You even have to enter it in, whereas previously didn't. So they're actually, they've added this in that you have to do it now that it's optional to further scare you into doing it. And then how could it, who's going to click? No, I didn't search just because some press release said 
when the actual thing yeah, they're looking at is like you have to do this. I mean, well, they and, tell and you it's not like you can just it's not like you can just make this stuff up, like look up a random company and a phone number and say you did it, then take a screenshot of the stuff you entered so that that, you know, you have a, as a log if it's ever subpoenaed in the future. Um, it's, you can't just make this stuff up, like and put a phone number on there and say you talk to someone about a job on X date um, to get you through this process because, you know, no one is ever going to look at this and, unless there's like some massive red flag way down the road and you're investigated for fraud, like, to, uh, you know, down to every uh, uh, data point, you know, so don't just make it up. <laughs> well, I will tell you, Greg, in 2009, when I was on unemployment and the job search thing was still there, even though everybody hilariously knew there was no work available, I did get audited twice while I was on un- unemployment, which everybody Holy knew who was shit, on unemployment how did you got audited. To do that? Everybody I knew got audited. Like they were auditing because they were trying to throw people off the rolls because they were on the emergency like extension and they wanted to get everybody knocked off. So they, they started just auditing everybody. Wow. And at the time, my favorite place to apply to which I had weekly, I would apply to American Apparel because it required you to send a headshot in with your application back then. <laughs> so I was like guaranteed to never even have to bother with an interview. <laughs> so that way, you know. No, that is the trick. <laughs> if you are going to do it, so if you are going to do now to cover your ass, let's say now you're like, I want to cover my ass. I don't want it in here because here's, yeah, this is a good point. Um, red flag for audit, right? Um, if they do start and it makes sense, I mean, record unemployment, this is, would be a time where they start like auditing people. Who are they going to audit? Who are they going to look? What, you know, who are they going to, what are they going to use as a red flag? Um, wouldn't be surprised if it's people who were like, oh, this is optional and click no. And they're like, we got to start somewhere. Let's, let's start with these assholes. So if you're thinking that, even though it's ridiculous to be looking for a job in most cases right now, you're thinking, okay, I need to do this job search. So what you need to do is you need to go onto Craigslist and find something plausible and shoot them off an email and, you know, take down all the relevant information, date, name of the person or name, all the information you have, the email address, keep that in your log. Then, so then you can then input that on the thing and keep your own log and then just hope to never hear back from them. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, the, I, you know, I'm sure it's changed since then, but the audits weren't exactly tough. Like you just sit in a chair while somebody asks you, they'll go through your electronic log and be like, so did you talk to uh, whatever this week? And then they'll ask you like how it went, which was so funny in 2009. We're just like, well, there's 20 of us in this room being interviewed simultaneously. How the fuck do you think it went? Like, you know, oh, like, I, the, <laughs> oof, man, yeah. Actually going into an interview just to cover the like um i guess if you were earnestly looking for a job yeah mm-hmm. uh, but well, yeah at that I time mean, you couldn't even get fucking interviews i yeah. remember I, I applied for probably 500 jobs before i got an interview so I mean, it was funny going into the audit and they'd be like how is it going and it's like oh well fucking bad dude like you're here all day here listening to this shit how the fuck do you think it's going <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know that's just a good um it's with anything else. You just need to answer the questions right. You know, here's the thing with the job search thing, whatever you put in, you obviously shouldn't just make the shit up that you didn't really do. Um, but, you know, and it has to all be like, like wash out in a Google search It all. You know, it has to be the real phone number. But even, you know, or you're actually sending out these emails because that's all that counts. You of Craigslist ad for a job. You send an email off to it. That's a that's a work search activity. 
Um, what matters is now that you have mm-hmm. to enter this shit in part of why I never entered in before. First of it's laborious and I want to cut my weekly like filing time from seven minutes down to three minutes, you know, so I'm not going to like not, I'm not, you know, for my, that's a good hourly rate. If you think about it, when you think about it, you're getting like a few hundred bucks for a week for three minutes, uh, on the website, that's a pretty good hourly rate. So I want to cut, the, I want to like maximize that. So I'm not going to enter that in until now I have to, but now, but the other reason is you don't want a record out there that can conflict with some other piece of information that you give later in an audit. Um, so I, that is another reason mm-hmm. why I would never want to do that. I would, you know, uh, uh, advise against that, but now they have to, the key, just make sure you make sure you keep the exact same record of what you enter in. Obviously this information should be true. And these are, you know, uh, real, uh, emails and phone calls that happened that you were earnestly looking for a job during this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure that you keep exactly that information. Um, so that if it's ever asked of you again, it matches what you put in. What I will say, just a completely useless side piece of information, in the two times that I was audited uh, by unemployment had to go down and sit through the little thing, uh, they never checked with any of the people <laughs> I applied no, no, it. Because no. how could you even check? No, no, you so, can't. So I don't know. That's a useless piece of information just for no, people. No, that's the thing. No, but what it is, what yeah. it is, is, well, it's a thing that shows you're doing it that, makes people do it you know but it's also a way it's it's an enforcement mechanism it's a way to catch you in a fraud you know so yeah well i think our uh podcast lawyer would agree yeah conan tanya yeah our podcast lawyer would agree it (laughs) yeah should agree and advise you just lie on the form uh (laughs) well it's crazy that this unemployment rollout has been such a fucking disaster and it's such a nightmare because we do have this sort of like super friends council of governors you know (laughs) overseeing this right oh yeah oh man this is this is great Oh, man. Jay Inslee, Gavin Newsom, and somebody named Kate Brown are... Yeah. Um, Colin, are you going to read us the uh, the Inslee press release? Sure, I could do that. Uh, this is the Washington, Oregon, and California announced Western States Pact story. Told the Western Colter- States Pact. The, a lot of power uh, the balkanization of the Americas. A lot of talk <laughs> about, like, um, secession... <laughs> Uh, from like on on like uh, Cascadia Twitter. Um, real excited about this shit. Uh, I'm pumped. I, yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is, um, if you think this is cool, uh, you're a baby and a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. This is the most worthless. God, Jamesley sucks. I'm so yeah. I'm so this shit. I, okay. Uh, I said it before we started taping, but this is the in this house we believe but for governors yeah no yeah no (laughs) so here we go today washington governor jay inslee california governor gavin newsom and oregon governor kate brown announced an agreement on a shared vision for reopening their economies and controlling covid19 into the future uh record scratch for You're like, oh, we're banding together the Western states against the Trump administration, who are, you know, which is incompetent and is retaliating politically against us because we want to save lives and keep people safe and keep uh, people, you know, above water financially while we keep this quarantine going to save lives. No, nope. 
It's about a shared vision for reopening their economies. Uh, basically, the Trump line, the White House line of we need to get this shit going again now. Uh, cool. So this is their way of like um, basically like a a round robin uh for these three states to be like no we all did it uh this you know this is just some some political cover basically well, gotta... they can't get it from the federal government right cuz in a you, what you what they would want is cover for reopening um for rolling back the quarantine you would want cover on that from the federal government but the cover coming on that from the federal government is illegitimate in just about everybody's eyes, uh, especially in these states. So they need their own like round robin of uh, political cover for this bullshit. Well, you got to get together early. Uh, the time to plan to fire up the Soylent machine is not when you need to fire it up. Like you got to get ahead of it, you know? Yeah. 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 Seriously. <laughs> COVID-19 has preyed upon our interconnectedness. In the coming weeks, the West Coast will flip the script on COVID-19 with our (laughs) states acting close. Man, that is epic. Like a boss. That's what I say. But first off, like, I mean, I just love this country is so fucking stupid. I love that you can only talk about a disease by giving it like a personality and like or, a goal and like, you know, like motive about it as like a PR problem. Like a st- it's, yeah. you know, the, the narrative is wrong. We're going to flip the script on this <laughs> COVID-19 story. Okay. Exactly. We're going to turn this frown upside down. <laughs> Thousands of people have died. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> With our states acting in close coordination and collaboration to ensure the virus can never spread wildly in our community. Ooh, interesting modifier there, wildly. (laughs) Guys, we are not going to let this get wildly out of control. We're just going to reopen our economies and roll back the quarantine and keep it uh the death rate like manageable well it's gonna be it's like a spacesuits for millionaires program <laughs> like you know, <laughs> it won't wildly guys they're gonna have spacesuits <laughs> yeah well life finds a way <laughs> also like i we're gonna hear i hope uh further on in this the, the about how the act the close coordination and collaboration is maybe a little exaggerated Mm-hmm. We'll this bull- again this is bullshit it's just political cover there's no substance to this at all it sounds pretty cool to me we are announcing that california oregon and washington have agreed to work together on a shared approach for reopening our economies there we go <laughs> one that identifies clear indicators for communities to restart public life and business ah so there again it's they're just spelling it out political cover we need to collectively the three states so that none of us are hanging our dicks out in the wind <laughs> mm-hmm. indicators for communi- communities to restart public life so rather than Jay Inslee and his team like they're all biting their nails looking at each other across the conference table like how do we uh, do we say it's like if you know which industries do we say are okay which do we know we need something bigger than us we need a super friends as you said Colin to come together a justice league <laughs> So that it's not just me and my flackies in this room. It's like other elected powerful people standing next to me saying the same thing about (laughs) why it's okay for you to go back to work. Yeah. Well, you know, 
I'm sure that Greg is already well aware of this, but in that Marcus Redeker book I gave you, he talks about the the formation of the round robin for like striking on boats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, you sign it all in a circle. That way, like, nobody can be blamed as the leader, right, by yeah. having their name at the top. And this is, yeah, this is just a, you know, he did it with a, like, a finger pointing off to the left on their t-shirt for all of them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's stupid. exactly a round robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not very round. It's sort of a triangle with only, three. Oh, they could only get, like, this small <laughs> coalition of the willing together. Um, <laughs> but I guess, but there, it's a branding exercise, too, because it's like, if they go too broad, like it's not as pure, you know, it's like mm-hmm. this is the West Coast. We're going to do it right here. So you can trust us because, <laughs> yeah, first of all, uh, we've it's me, Jay Inslee and <clears throat> uh, Gavin Newsom is also, I mean, between the two of us. And then there's this Kate Brown person in between. Um, <laughs> yeah, so whoever the governor of Oregon is. We are progressives. <laughs> mm-hmm. We think well, just- of you as human being, even the poors and the blacks. Mm-hmm. Well, just like the actual coalition of the willing to like Oregon, Oregon, like Poland is really only there because somebody just gave him some money and told him to sign. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is, <laughs> Oregon is Poland. Like <laughs> at different times, it's sort of like been a part of one empire or another on the other side, you know, like <laughs> it's just with a bunch of like Polish people only being really half the population at any, any given time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While each state is building a state-specific plan, our states have agreed to the following principles as we build out a West Coast framework. So we're now from close coordination and collaboration to a framework. (laughs) uh, No, no, Greg. A West Coast framework. Yeah, again, so very relaxed, uh, sort of blasé, um, <laughs> non-committal. Yeah, a West Coast fucking framework. Basically, like, no one's showing up to your party. What's well, written on that paper that looks like the, like, background of the Saved by the Bell theme, you know? <laughs> like, just confetti and shit everywhere. Yeah, it looks like a Lisa Frank notebook. It's Memphis. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I really hope they um, get together and recreate the California Love um, music. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's the framework. (laughs) Our residents' health comes first. As home to one in six Americans and gateway to the rest of the world, the West Coast has an outsized stake in controlling and ultimately defeating (laughs) COVID-19. Oh, I love it. I love it. Gateway to the world. They, love uh, it. Like the first draft said gateway to China. Let's be real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also like how the body doesn't really support the the point. Like wh- whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, health. Our, our health comes first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just non sequitur garbage. Health outcomes and science, not politics, will guide these decisions. Boom. Boom. You hear oh, that? Eat that Cheeto man. Yeah, take take that, you orange bastard. Uh so what kind On of this uh, coast we believe. <laughs> what kind of science do you think uh guided uh Boeing telling twenty seven thousand workers in Washington that they gotta be at work tomorrow? <laughs> what kind of science do you think that was? Um, Economic science. I'm gonna yeah. guess that uh was you know following the framework that has you know the blessing of both Inslee and Newsom and even Kate Brown so I mean you know must be right 
because they yeah. said right here, our residents' health comes first. So, <laughs> unless it comes second, well, Boeing as a company is the resident, so we got to consider its health oh, too. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, resident of Chicago, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Modifications to our state stay-at-home orders must be made based off our understanding of the total health impacts of COVID-19, including the direct impact of the disease on our communities, the health impact of measures introduced to control the spread in communities, particularly felt by those already experiencing social disadvantage prior to COVID-19. Social disadvantage, that's cute. And our healthcare (laughs) system's ability to ensure care for those who may become sick with COVID-19 and other conditions. This effort will be guided by data. That would be a great band name, Guided by Data. (laughs) We need to see a decline in the rate of spread of the virus before large-scale reopening, and we will be working in coordination to identify the best metrics to guide this. Okay. So that's after reading. Go on. After reading this, though, how pissed off is Jenny Durkin that she could not be part of this? (laughs) She'll find a way to glom onto it. Um, But... uh, it does sound like her speechwriters, but um, I like how like this is all just um, basically like let's list the facts. Uh, let, you know, this is uh, this is what's going on. But then, really, the meat here is okay. So the the bullet point here: health outcomes based on science, not politics. Then the real takeaway at the end is we. What's the metric? We need to see a decline in the rate of spread. Mm-hmm. of the virus before large scale reopening. So, large scale reopening is the uh the uh action here we're waiting to take and the metric we need to pass here is a decline in the rate of spread. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, potential based just that sentence alone, line still going up could be <laughs> No, they they, could reopen. So we go from in that in one sentence we're to we've said large scale reopening and identified that that could happen in a situation where a decline in the rate, meaning line in rate of affection, the graph still (laughs) pointing up and to the right is still has we have now met the metric here. Well, if it grows uh, by a thousand patients one week and nine hundred, exactly, the next, yeah, open. yeah. I mean, I think actually though is worth noting that is a very specific departure from the popular language that's being used about oh, flattening yeah. the curve and everything. Yeah, like that's a very specific departure from that language in order to essentially, yeah, give yourself the excuse to not worry about that, right? You know, <laughs> decline in the rate. Hey, we're good. Well, it's long again. As long as they've, you know. When every that was when back when they were, uh, you know, flailing and like just trying to, you know, do whatever they could. Now that they've had a time to get this under control and form a coalition of the willing here to again, like all stand together, they can, they can, uh, you know, they're prepared to take the political, um, they have the language in hand ready in their mouths to, uh, open this up and deal with the effects of it because now that they understand all this so if what happens is we start opening a little boeing comes back everybody starts coming back and the 
and the situation is bad now that they have like control they have an understanding of this and they have control and they have banded together they will be able to face that pr problem effectively (laughs) which is the real takeaway of all of this this is a pr thing like this seems to be their concern here right like they're going we were flailing before so we had to actually like work to like keep people from dying because we didn't have a program for the opposite of that. And now we are developing a program where we can send people back to work, get people working for the profit of billionaires again. And when that shit goes bad, we will have the talking points. We will have the program that says, no, we're doing the right thing. It's all good. Don't worry about it. And be able to push this stuff under the rug. And we have shit like this to prepare the press to ignore it as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, now that they have that in place, right, the Coalition of the Willing can uh, storm, like, Boeing Everett and, like, it's Fallujah or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all very charming. I'm sure it gets better. Oh, of course. Our states will only be effective by working together. Each state will work with its local leaders and communities within its borders to understand what's happening on the ground and adhere to our agreed upon approach. Okay, again, another case, Colin, of like the uh, body of the paragraph completely, uh, (laughs) completely departing from the bullet point. (laughs) Our states will only be affected by working together. Each state will work separately. (laughs) Oh, God. Wow. Okay. This this, this is nothing except, like, prepare to die. That's all this really does. Yeah, it is managerial cover for sure. Through quick and decisive action, each of our states has made significant progress in flattening the curve and slowing the spread of COVID-19 among the broader public. Now, our public health leaders will focus on four goals that will be critical for controlling the virus in the future. (laughs) <laughs> All right, you ready for these goals? First goal, earthquake preparation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, callback. Beautiful. <laughs> Protecting vulnerable populations at risk for severe disease if infected. This includes a concerted effort to prevent and fight outbreaks in nursing homes and other long-term care facilities. In sh- ensuring an ability to care for those who may become sick with COVID-19 and other conditions. This will require adequate hospital surge capacity and supplies of personal protective equipment. Ah, so how are they we, get we're any flattening the curve. We're flattening the curve here, but we need to prepare for adequate hospital surge capacity. So <laughs> curve flattening, great. That's what's going on now. But in the future, once we implement all this, there's not going to be that curve's not going to be flat anymore. So we need to be prepared for hospital capacity to surge again, like it is, like it was before we flattened the curve. So again, preparing us to come back to this place of dire circumstance where hospitals are being overwhelmed and people mm-hmm. are dying because of that. But having again the PR bullet points and the confident the confidence to stand in a podium in a press conference and say the things that you want to say, spin it your way because you've now done the work to have the research in hand. You've all your staff has, you know, these talking points like put together, it's all going to be prepped in the press like this. Um, and we'll be able to say, we'll be able to throw off. Oh, listen, well, why, 
you know, why is uh, why are more people dying in in hospitals? Why are the hospitals overcrowded? Well, we've prepared for surge capacity, and we're protecting our vulnerable populations at risk of severe disease in uh, nursing homes and such. Blah through this and this and this. You know, now they have the confidence to fucking piss down your back and tell you it's raining, basically, <laughs> just to do yeah. basic politics that they that this crisis confronted. Uh, mm-hmm. the ability of people to just talk bullshit out of their, uh, at least of liberal Democrats to just talk like bullshit out of both sides of their mouth. Uh, it didn't stop the Republicans from doing that, but that, that's the basic difference between the two parties, right? Like this crisis, <laughs> yeah. like spooked the Democrats and they're like, Oh fuck shit. We might actually have to like govern and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. protect, you know, like act to save human beings, uh, take drastic action. Oh fuck. Uh, now that they've calmed down and like gotten all the heads in a room, they're ready to like go on uh, with the meat grinder, you know. And the difference is with the Trump and the Republicans, they like they never just they they were they always had the confidence to just bullshit through it. Yeah, well, that and I think the these first two bullet points too. Part of what's so funny about them is that you know, given the Seattle Times sort of analysis of the you know first few months of the spread of the virus in Washington, these are the two things they literally completely failed to do. And the funny thing is, if you read why they failed, there's literally no way they could, there's no way they can do these things. Like this, you know, uh, prevent and fight outbreaks in nursing homes. They rely entirely on per, like the uh, voluntary reporting of, private nursing home. Yeah, well, you know what? They're not going to now. (laughs) Those things, those specific things that were in that Seattle Times report Mm -hmm. are the things that they will now have the confidence and the talking points to go, you know what? We have fixed that with this. We're doing this. They will do. I bet they will. They will not. They will have a new system that probably will work only marginally better, but it will be a Mm -hmm. different minor change to this system that they can then say with confidence they're doing. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, and, and same with the surge capacity. They'll be like, well, we've done this and this and this and this and this, you know, even if well, it's not is, really meaningful in the end. Yeah, I mean, you know, it can't possibly be meaningful because the thing to fix the nursing home issue is like you'd have to hire hundreds of state employees to actually go out inspecting nursing homes like they used to have, uh, which they're not going to do. I mean, the the PPE thing for the hospital stuff, I mean, they admitted the whole reason why they didn't have any to begin with was that they were going to rely on federal you know, stocks, which they also said, oh, that last time in 2009, we needed to rely on federal stocks. They had none and also wouldn't give us any. <laughs> it's like, so, and at this point, but they'll come the up people- with some things that they'll yeah, yeah. do that'll say, you know, that they'll be able to say with confidence, having like thought it through ahead oh, of sure. time, you know, I'm so sure it doesn't matter if it's bullshit. They have PR firms working overtime talking about how, you know, actually the masks, you know, uh, aren't, you know, necessary or whatever. Or maybe, you know, I remember at the very beginning of this, the of the crisis back in maybe late February, early March, it seemed like the talking point line, at least for like libs on Twitter, was just that like, well, it's actually good that we don't have a functional healthcare system during a pandemic. Hospitals are where you get sick, you know, so maybe. <laughs> Maybe that will be the fucking uh, talking point. But yeah, I mean, for, but anybody who's like taking this seriously, I mean, they literally can't do either of those first two things. Like there's physical impediments to them. <laughs> They're arguing with basically like, it's good that we have no functioning health system at all. Because yeah. <laughs> that way maybe people, you know, people are used to never going to see the doctor. So no problem. Right. It's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> that, that's worked out really well so far. <laughs> All right, the last two are mitigating the non-direct COVID-19 health impacts, particularly on disadvantaged communities. 
Again. The mayor of San Francisco right now is like literally keeping the homeless from, you know, being able to like seek housing in hotels. Like there's been organizations that actually volunteered to like open up hotel housing in San Francisco. And the mayor is like, nope, <laughs> got to keep the homeless homeless. <laughs> we know what Jenny's been doing. I mean, she just makes up numbers of fucking beds for the homeless. Then <laughs> people are like, wait, that's like people in <laughs> who actually work with them was like, that's nowhere near as many beds. She's like, nope, <laughs> we got, we got 12,000 beds. And like that's like 10 times as many as we have. <laughs> You know, I mean, Jesus, fuck, God, I fuck, I hate this so much, guys. Fucking, these bullet points are going to make me die. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's, it's, they're pretty bad. It's, yeah, it's a disaster. All right, here's the last one. Maybe it will kill Brian. Protecting the general public by ensuring any successful lifting of interventions includes the development of a system for testing, tracking, and isolating the states will work together to share best practices. So this is a sentence. Uh, listeners at home listening along, there's nothing that we can do to communicate to you the meaning of this sentence. You're going to have to physically read it with your eyes and like with a red pen and like parse through it because, I, I mean, we could spend an hour even trying to decipher what the fuck that just said. Um and it's probably a waste of time uh, in an audio format because that was fucking nonsense. <laughs> well, they're actually so talking about ma- like, meta- like ma- modifiers, like back and forth. Like, <laughs> well, I think what they're talking about is this joint project between the Gates Foundation and Boeing, where they're doing some like facial recognition technology to uh, see if you have COVID. At which point, it tracks you based off of like city CCTV cameras, and a Boeing drone just comes in and drops a bomb on you. <laughs> Perfect, you. Yeah. Well, I just like <laughs> yeah. basically. Um, Joking aside, like it says basically nothing. Okay, protecting the general public by ensuring any successful lifting of interventions. Okay, I mean, this is <laughs> unintentional, but like that's a weird modifier to put in there. Like mm-hmm. uh, anything, anything we do that works is going to be good. Okay, it's going to include testing and tracking and isolating. All right, now all this shit we're going to do that's not going to be successful. Well, that's another story, but it's like uh, any the lifting of interventions, but uh, what? Um, mm-hmm. Includes the development of a development of a system for testing. It doesn't say before we do this, we are going to ensure that every single person can get tested before going back to work or whenever mm-hmm. they show symptoms, and testing for antibodies of people who are are unknowingly um, have already had it. It does, that that if this was a real thing, if this was mm. real in any way, if this wasn't complete bullshit, what they would be announcing is we are going to reopen the economy because we are going before we do that, we are going to have a massive testing system. Everyone in these states will be tested uh, if they want to leave their house. They will be able to go to a drive through testing get it that day, hear about it a few hours later and know that they can go back to work because either they are uh, not sick, they don't have it or they are not, or they have already have it, had it and um, can be, you know, recruited for like uh plasma, you know? 
um, and can go back to work. Because that is the scenario where you could reopen the economy if you were doing testing on a massive all-inclusive level and um yeah isolating those who test positive uh absent that absent that claim this press release means fuck all it is complete <laughs> bullshit uh and the the that they even like bring up the idea of testing without saying anything concrete on it just develops includes the development of a system for testing the development <laughs> mm-hmm. so again like the the just the string of modifiers here so the promise here is that the a successful lifting of interventions will include <laughs> development of something and that the mm-hmm. thing that will be developed will be a system for testing tracking and isolation uh doesn't that that doesn't mean anything and there is something they could promise. There is a concrete thing they could promise. And if they were going to do it, you would think they would say so. If they were going to actually test everybody in the state at the level that would be necessary, they would fucking say that. Well, this is a, a like this is sci-fi hand waving, right? This is the uh, you know problems with space travel. Uh, your body deteriorates under zero gravity. Uh, well, they'll make a gravity machine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. We'll develop a gravity machine. Problem solved. Let's, why are we talking about it? It's sci-fi hand waving because you know it's bullshit. <laughs> You're not going to do it anyway. Well, here's you know, well, no. What it means is like, yeah, uh, th- they're going to develop a system, and the system's going to be like everything else they talked about here. It's going to be a thing that they can say they're doing. We oh, we've got a system for testing that's very efficient. We're testing all the people who need to be tested. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the system they're going to develop. Something that gives them the confidence that is testing some people and that is very targeted and has, you know, calculations and and checklists and, and um, you know, so that they can say we are testing. Yeah, we're testing the, the people who most need to be tested to make this all work. And that that's bullshit. It's just bullshit. <laughs> well, I'm sure we're going to pick it up in the conclusion here. Oh, yeah, it's going to finish strong. I just want to say this reads exactly this last bullet point like a software requirement. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like it came out of a technical document about what some software system needs to do. Yeah. Well, again, it's that whole thing of like uh, this tech thing is going to work. Uh, all we got to do is just develop this other thing that we have no ability to make in any real way. (laughs) (laughs) But let's hand wave it off. No, I, 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 I think that makes sense except the with one catch is that they could they do have an ability yeah we could do this and that's the scary thing is that they're they could the bold action that they could do that is within the possibility other countries are doing this massive mm-hmm. testing is a thing we could pull off yeah, yeah. the fact that they are cho- they, this is a choice not to do that because if they were going to do that They'd be fucking saying it. They'd be like, check it out, everybody. We are going to test the shit out of this population. And they're not doing it. They're not going to. This is how we know there will never be mass testing, even in the West Coast Justice League. Fuck the rest. Obviously, the rest of the country isn't. But even in the Hall of Justice, uh, West Coast, no, it's not happening. Yeah. All right. COVID-19 doesn't follow state or national boundaries. Good to know this uh, Justice League is pointless. (laughs) It will take every level of government working together and a full picture of what's happening on the ground. In the coming days, the government... Hang on, hang on. 
That is not a sentence, I don't think. Um, it will take every level of government. This is it will take every level of government working to comma working together, right. comma, and a full <laughs> picture of what's happening on the ground. Yeah, I think to um, what? To what? To what? The actual <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Do, well, do, do, do what? They don't even say the preceding, the preceding <laughs> sentence is COVID-19 doesn't follow state or national boundaries. It has nothing to do with this. It will take every level of government to working together and a full picture of what's happening on the ground. Period. Paragraph break. <laughs> to what? Again, they're not promising anything. It's like this is unfinished. It's like there's a missing fucking phrase like to uh, contain the coronavirus. It could have been something as fluffy as that. They don't even say there's nothing there. Well, they, they're not going to go. They're not going to make any promises. They can't Jesus see. fucking Christ. Yeah. Well, the, the, the problem is it's like the literal, the first line of this, you know, almost final paragraph. It completely negates the entire document and the point of this, right? So their whole thing is, you know, our three states, you know, the, the West Coast, Best Coast, Best Friends, three states are going to monitor the rate of, you know, infections. Now, if that rate dips a little bit, everybody's got to go back to work. Then it says, but the COVID-19 doesn't follow state or national boundaries. And it's like, well, if it's raging in like Arizona and Nevada, you can't just lift the quarantine in California because yours dipped a little bit. You know, this has been like the frustration with this whole like outbreak in this fucking country because we live under this like federalist, like idiotic, like every state's its own nation bullshit. And it's like, no, you can't like quarantine Washington until our rate even flattens because the second you lift it because everybody has free travel to the state of Washington, it's just going to surge right the fuck back in. So like the United States could just be this constant hotbed of just passing around this illness from state to state. It's fucking ridiculous. You actually well, have to have but that's, response. Yeah, to no, you're right. But that's clearly the idea. If anything, this is a last little bit of cover because this, if it does go to go fucking like out of control on the West Coast again, they'll be like these fucking red state people. They didn't do, you know, uh, we, we, the like, you know, woke libs here. We were doing it right. We had so, science, uh, 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 <laughs> science, um, but, you know, these red state filth, they came in um, and, uh, you know, can't do anything about that. And ultimately, what's the effect? This sort of seesawing of surges all around the country like whack-a-mole that just goes on until it's over three years from now. Right. And we just like this <laughs> is the reality we live under and they've done it. And then and everyone and at least these guys, they'll all have a different level of cover. Look, the press is ready to get behind them on this shit as long as they have. It's not just like them scrambling in a room and worrying about what's happening and what they can say and how, what they can bullshit. It's the press, too. The press has had to be um, at least a little skeptical of the response and like actually talking about real shit because they also don't understand it. But now it this kind of now this PR campaign that they're launching is going to give the press, the assurance to be on their side with this shit. They're like, oh, look, there's a well-put-together press release. Oh, my God. There's three of them from three different uh, blue states. Uh, wow, they've got this out. They're going to have the talking points so that when we cover their ass throughout this, but then some shit happens and we have to ask them a question, they will have the right answer for us to print to continue covering their ass. They won't leave us hanging out there by saying something fucking stupid after we've <laughs> covered their ass for a year, you know? Like, yeah. everyone's going to be on board. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and this is like the perfect sort of liberal ending to the story is you're still dying on a ventilator, but you're dying rest assured of your moral superiority to, uh, you know, your red state cousins or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like outcome exactly the same. You're just moral smugness is, uh, you know, through the roof. Oh, God. Okay. Well, it's almost over. In the coming days, the governors, their staff, and health officials will continue conversations about this regional pact to recovery. I just I just heard that you can't have a regional pact to recovery, that there's no state <laughs> boundaries, but whatever. I, this is like, I fucking hate this so much. Uh, well, we might be the only people on Earth that actually read it, so... Yeah, I'm, this is just like the fucking Seattle is dying. We, oh. We're the only people that watched it. And we should have. This is for the press, you know. This is mm-hmm. this is for the press to. This is to assure the press that there will be a narrative when shit hits the fan. When everyone goes back to work and they have to ask these people, why is everyone going back to work? They'll have an answer, so they can ask the question deferentially. Because if it was just willy-nilly and it looks stupid they'd have to ask the question tough like should we really be going back to work but now that they've received this when everyone goes back to work and they have to ask Inslee and Newsom at press conferences they can ask so tell us why is it good that we're going back to work knowing that there is going to be an a corresponding answer to that that doesn't make the press look fucking stupid for shilling for these people um that's how this works so uh yeah, we're all gonna die. <laughs> God fucking I, I God fucking Jay Inslee. God damn it. What a what a fucking worthless piece of shit. This is I mean God, and he's gonna come out of this pretty well, probably in the end. Oh yeah. Dude, if Remember even when- fucking if even fucking Cuomo is gonna somehow st- actually come out of this well because they're doing the right PR. That's all that matters. This is now yeah. Inslee. Look, they botched this from the beginning but they're then they took finally some decisive action that gave them some some good press and now they've got the pr thing under control and they're just going to keep like hammering it and they'll come out of this good as will trump oh yeah yeah uh, well because you know there's no like there's no effort or interest in looking at systemic causes so the fact that like it wasn't just that insley botched it because he's an idiot it's like he botched it because of deeply held beliefs that he has right and, and everyone around uh, him yeah yeah, yeah, and we're just never going to address that. Do you remember when Jay Inslee was the guy who was like serious about environmentalism and climate change? And uh, let's see how that goes as we lurch into a depression here and he just reopens fucking like, you know, uh, like to the timber mills in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh. That, that feels like it was 300 years ago. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, cool. This is another Fuck. great ending for an episode. Fuck, man. <laughs> I'm glad we got the top minds on it, though. They're working around the clock. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope they bring in some of that innovation council. I hope they get the innovation council <laughs> get some more, like, just grift money, fucking easy money helping them. There's just been so much stupid shit. I, that, this, is, this is a non sequitur, but it's reminding me. I saw some ad today on Instagram for some, uh, like, 3D printed... Uh, what were they calling it? They were calling it like a hand key so that you didn't have to touch any surfaces. <laughs> and it was a video and it was showing like using it to open a door, using it to touch like an ATM pin pad. <laughs> oh my God. 
Was it like a, a chopstick? Yeah, basically. It was just a piece of metal that had a hook on it. <laughs> it's like a hook hand? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, just chop your hand off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Like fucking Buster Bluth. Just chop your fucking hand off and put a hook on that. So, uh, so yeah, the, the economy is working. Um, <laughs> we will innovate through this, is, is what I'm saying. The fucked up thing is, I mean, the, the motivation, right? Even on, like, you know, the part of uh, Jay Inslee, who's just a, a, a a bimbo who can, you know, kind of be probably talked into just about anything that has kind of a bleeding heart um, is like, they're thinking like panic, like, Oh fuck, we have to save the economy. And the fucked up thing is, even if Jay Inslee in his mind is thinking like, I have to do this because people are going to be hurt by the, the economy crashing. It's not going to work. Motherfucker. It's not going to say it's, you can't save it at this point. All you could do is, uh, you could, I mean, and it's probably, it's too fucking late now. It's too late now. You could have done what, uh, you know, Britain and the Netherlands and other people did and like put the economy on pause by keeping everyone on payroll, by making sure just all the pay, everyone still gets paid and everyone, nothing fucking changes in, you know, but, and, and then you might've had like a small, a, a large global recession, but at this point, like, this isn't going to work. It's not going to work. You can't, just because you bring shit back, it's not going to stop the fucking country from, you know, tumbling. It's not going to stop this whole thing from crashing the entire economy. It's, I mean, yeah, the, the wheels are in motion, right? There's like, so many fucking people who have already been laid off, which means that is putting, it's not just those people, but that, that is going to put ripples into this economy that like is already like a house of cards. So when again, demand is going to be fucking way down. You, you could actually like, well, I mean, you could see actual, like this could be, you know, a massive depression. You could actually see deflation, deflation of the dollar, you know, that in a, in a really Mm -hmm. grotesque scenario, um, which would be really, really truly hellish uh possibility yeah i mean you know and there's you know so many things have happened that you can't take back right those are the people that have been you know unemployed there's also again i mean this we brought up in the last episode but it's like you uh froze evictions but didn't freeze rents and it's like so you can have a massive housing crisis like coming out of this too right which of course is going to pop the enormous real estate bubble that's been needed to be popped here for a while but like so many fucking balls are in the ocean we, we are in the air right like you know boeing's making planes you know that industry that everybody's gonna be really into once we come out of this right <laughs> commercial aircraft i mean it's a fucking mess it's such a fucking disaster yeah yeah i mean what what is boeing even going back to work for i mean what yeah and a, a company that was tanking beforehand, right? I mean, it's again, it's very similar to uh, actually the the recession after two thousand one, when the airlines were fucking tanking before September eleventh, <laughs> and then you know basically just required a massive bailout. But it's going to be everybody. Everybody's going to need that bailout, including companies that are already failing. So what is even the point? You know. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean you know i guess they're reopening the economy so that there's someone to give there's some corporations to give a bailout to you know i mean at the end of the day that's what that's all that's gonna happen god damn fuck this shit oh man uh i just want to i just want to get that that unemployment 
money in them Trump bucks so I can like spend it on epoxy and fiberglass and just like uh just work on my boat and caring about nothing else. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh can't wait for doomsday. <laughs> yeah. Bring on uh bring on the end. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta end this episode before I jump off a cliff. Yeah, well before we go, I did have one thing uh, I'd like to plug which is that our friends at the Beacon just launched their web store. Oh, yeah. Where you can get shirts and a tote bag and gift cards. Yeah, you can get gift cards from them, right? So you can like, yeah. like stock up on, on Beacon Bucks and give them out to your friends so that when the day that, um, you know, uh, uh, May, we're able May to get, gather again. Yeah. Well, at this, I mean, according to this press release, I'm actually starting to believe that date. And at least legally speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, we can all, you know, all be down at the beacon. Yeah. yeah exactly. Whatever yeah, their true. opening show yeah. is when this is all, when they're allowed to play again, uh, I want to be there. So, yeah, like all the movie theaters are going out of business, guys. So try and keep the beacon open so we can at least uh, watch uh, society somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, and maybe we can host Think of the COVID program they could be. Oh, I, yeah, I bet they'll do something awesome.